0: Happy Thursday. Rose, I love you to pieces all the time. Chapter 21. Queer Happenings. An old box stood against the wall. Miranda saw something moving there. Was it a spider? A moth? In a trice, she was after it. She slid down behind the box, and Barney moved it out to see what she was after. And there in the wall, he saw an iron handle. It was low down and very rusty. He had to kneel down to look at it closely. Why was there an iron handle so low down in the wall? Surely it wasn't meant to be used for anything. Perhaps... In the old far-off days, the cellar was used as a dungeon, and prisoners had been tied to the stone ring. Barney looked at it. He set down his torch, put both hands to the ring, and tugged. It was very fast in the wall and would not move. He pushed. No result. He tugged again whilst Miranda sat close by and watched with great interest. It was quite by accident that he found the secret of the iron handle he discovered that it turned round and round so he turned it with the screwing motion and something happened barney never found out quite what did happen the screwing round of the handle seemed to work some kind of lever and suddenly the stone next to the one which the iron ring was set in began to move very, very slowly. It moved inwards towards Barney, grating a little as it ran over hidden grooves. He stopped twisting the handle in surprise and the stone stopped moving. It was half in, half out of the thick wall. Shaking with excitement, Barney twisted the iron handle again and once more the stone next to it began to move it came right out from its place leaving a small gap between itself and the wall Barney looked at the gap it would take him it would take him easily were a small man a big man would have difficulty in squeezing through he flashed his torch to the gap but it was impossible to see what lay behind it. Shall we go through? He said to Miranda. She did not wait to answer, but slipped neatly through herself. She came back at once, chattering. She was not frightened, so Barney decided There couldn't be much behind the sliding stone he would go and see the noises might have their origin behind it somewhere so he squeezed in through the gap on the other side of the wall was pitch darkness Barney shone his torch round to see what was what he was in a very curious place indeed it was very small not much bigger than a box room and the ceiling or roof was so low that barney could not stand upright the walls were running with damp and there was a very damp smell in there too barney looked round this strange little place in surprise what in the world was it there was some there was nothing there at all as far as he could see and then he heard one of the noises My goodness, it was so loud that he almost jumped out of his skin. It sounded almost in the little room, but not quite. It seemed to come from under the ground. Barney flashed his torch on the floor, and how he stared. Not far from him was a dark hole, quite round and very narrow. It went down for some way, because his torch could not pick out the bottom of it, He could see the remains of an old iron ladder going down this curious shaft, and it was up this hole that the noises came. They sounded very loud indeed when he stood at the top of the hole. Miranda was terrified. She bounced back to the gap in the wall and shot through it, gibbering with fright. Barney called her back, but it was a long time before she would come. He had to go to the gap and coax her gently she came through again at last and then something really dreadful happened barney must have touched some hidden lever or pressed on some spring because the stone that had moved out to make the gap began slowly to move back again at first barney did not realize what was happening he was fondling miranda and trying to make her less frightened then a small noise made him look up and to his horror he saw that the gap was almost closed he tried to catch hold of the moving stone and push it out again but it was heavy and he couldn't stop it going back into its place barney got into a panic then he was cold and damp in that horrid little space with its streaming walls He hunted frantically for any iron ring or lever that would set the stone moving again so that he might squeeze through the gap he was a prisoner if he couldn't find it there must be some way of getting the stone to move from this side or wasn't there surely this could not be a horrible little dungeon where unwanted prisoners were hidden long ago another noise boomed up through the strange hole Warm now with his his exertions at trying to find some way of moving the stone out again, Barney stopped to listen. If men were causing that noise, then there must be a way of escape down that hole. But where in the world did it lead to? Barney didn't want to go down it at all. It was so black and narrow, and the iron ladder was not safe. He made some more frantic efforts to find a way to move the stone, but it was no use. It couldn't be done. He walked the three steps to the hole and looked down it. Again he thought he heard voices. Were they really voices? If there were men down there, they might help him, except that whatever they were doing must be very secret and probably against the law. They would certainly not be pleased to see him. Supposing Mr. King was down there too, that would be a funny state of affairs. Well, not funny. Things were far from funny at the moment. In fact, they were horribly serious. There was nothing for it but to begin climbing down that fearsome shaft. Barney knelt down on the stone floor and gingerly put one leg into the hole his foot felt about for the ladder. He found a bar and let his weight go down on it. It broke at once. <sighs> well, this was going to be very difficult indeed if the ladder wasn't going to hold him. He felt for the next rung. His weight pressed down on it and that broke too. Barney began to feel panic-stricken again. Marant chattered in fright clinging on his shoulder then Barney felt for the sides of the rungs were there staples there or nails or even bits of a broken rung he found a sharp piece of iron the bit of rung that was driven into the wall of the shaft he decided that would be best to tread on the ends of the rungs because they possibly they would not break They would certainly break if he trod in the middle of them. So, very carefully indeed, Barney felt about for another rung and trod gingerly at the very edge of it, where it was driven into the shaft wall. Each one held now, and Barney breathed more easily. Soon, his whole body was in the hole, his feet feeling for the edges of the rungs, his hands holding on to the ones above his head. Down he went and down. Where did the hole lead to? One of the noises came up as he descended and Miranda nearly fell off his shoulder in fright. The hole was about 12 feet long. and came to an end at last. Barney felt his feet on solid ground. He let go and turned himself round. There was a kind of doorway in the shaft wall behind him low and narrow barney stooped and went through it now he could plainly hear voices of men shouting and calling to one another then he jumped he heard that screeching whining sound he guessed what it was now it was some machine a winch perhaps being worked he squinted round not yet daring to put on his torch again He had switched it off as soon as he found his feet on solid ground. He stood there in the dark, listening, not wanting to take a step forward or backward in case he fell down yet another hole. Then he became conscious of another sound. A sound that went on and on all the time. A quiet sound that occasionally became louder. The sound of water. Yes, that's it. It's water. Said Barney to himself in amazement. Where is it? It sounds awfully near. He switched his torch on and off quickly for a moment. He was in a narrow passage that slanted down from the shaft hole. At the end of the passage was the gleam of water. Well, said Barney in amazement, what is it, an underground pool? He walked cautiously down the narrow passage and came to the water shading his torch with his hand so that its light would not easily be seen. Yes, there was the water, black and gleaming, and flowing along, flowing along. Then it must be a river of some kind. No, a stream, because it wasn't wide enough for a river. And then, in a flash, Barney knew what it was. It was rocking stream. The stream shown on the map as flowing near, very near, Rockingdown Manor. Not only did it flow near, but it must flow practically under the old house. No wonder the wall near the shaft hole was damp. Forgetting to be cautious, he flashed his torch on the stream. It flowed in a rocky bed and there was an arched rocky roof to it that was very low in places. Beside it, on the side that Barney stood, was a ledge wide enough to walk on. There was no ledge at all on the other side. What an extraordinary thing, a river flowing under the house, and men working by it in the tunnel, making weird noises underground that sounded up in the old house, muffled and distant, but still easy to hear. Barney wondered if the men knew that their noises could be heard still even if they knew they wouldn't care because they thought the old house was completely deserted there would be no one there to hear from some way down to the left the way the stream was flowing a dim light showed it was from there that the sound of voices and other noises came barney made his way carefully along the rocky ledge beside the stream crouching when the roof swept down low. He came out on the other side of the low roof and saw that the stream curved to the left. Round the corner, the light was brighter. That was evidently where the men were. Barney began to feel more cheerful. If men knew a way into this place, then there was a way out, and he'd be able to find it and escape. But before he did that, He was going to see what was happening down here. He came to the place where the river curved to the left and peeped cautiously around the corner. He was astounded at what he saw. The narrow tunnel in which the stream ran suddenly widened out into a great low-roofed cave. And here, men were at work with a winch, which was giving out the whining, screeching noise that Barney so often heard. Another winch was at work nearby, and that had a harsh guttural sound, which was magnified very much by the tunnel. Barney could make out three men. They were shouting above the noise of the winches. Whatever were they doing? If only he could find out. And chapter 22 Any Way of Escape? Arnie stood hidden by a rock that jutted out from the tunnel and watched in astonishment all that was going on. The stream flowed quickly past him, gurgled along at one side of the big low cave and disappeared again into another tunnel, leaving the cave behind. Men were working at a couple of winches, which made loud, harsh noises as the rope was wound up on each winch. One of the men gave a shout, lights up. A bright glaring lamp was switched on near the stream. Another man appeared from the far tunnel with what looked like a pitchfork in his hand. The winches went on winding, and then a large object appeared coming out from the far tunnel, bobbing about on the swift flowing stream whose current was against it. Barney stared his mouth open in surprise. The men were winding in, big crates from the far tunnel where the stream disappeared on its swift course. Barney could not make out quite what these crate-like objects were, great boxes of something, cases of something heavy. It was impossible to see. The four men rushed to the crate and it was dragged right into the cave bang thud it was shifted into place and was obviously very heavy indeed judging by the thuds it made when it was turned over and over to be put into place barney craned round as far as he dared to see where the crate was being put he thought he could see other cases piled together this must be a hiding place or sorting place it was obviously some very secret spot, used for very secret things. The winches wound again, and another crate came bobbing up the tunnel, and yet another. Barney guessed they must all be tied together in some way. There must be a long line of them down the far tunnel. The man who held what looked like a pitchfork disappeared into the tunnel each time a new crate appeared, guiding it deftly as it bobbed along. Barney guessed there was a narrow little rocky ledge by the side of the river there, just as there had been in his part of the underground tunnel. "'That's the lot!' shouted the man with the pitchfork as the last crate was manhandled into place. Now let's clear off, I'm dead. Barney crouched back against the rocky side of the tunnel, hoping the men would not come near him. They didn't. They walked off the other way, clambering along the rocky ledge of the distant tunnel and disappearing in the dark, their torches shining out for a time and then vanishing. The whole place was now in pitch darkness miranda on barney's shoulder chattered into his ear she was cold and tired she didn't understand this curious adventure at all barney switched on his own torch again glad he had such a powerful one he made his way to the low-roofed cave it was even bigger than he'd imagined it was, in fact, a vast underground cavern, its walls gleaming with phosphorus here and there. Piled against one wall were crates of all kinds and sizes. There were names on them that Barney did not understand. Were they the names of places or people? He didn't know. He wandered round the big cavern. Right at the end, he found what was evidently a kind of workshop or sorting place here were empty crates that had been unpacked there was nothing to show what had been in them except for a stack of dull leaden looking bars Bernie picked one up it certainly was very heavy he thought it must be a bar of silver silver that had been melted down and made into a bar Perhaps stolen silver articles are melted down into these bars, thought the boy. Perhaps this is a kind of central receiving place for stolen or smuggled goods. What a wonderful hiding place. Nobody would ever guess where it was. He wandered all around the big cavern. He found something that pleased him very much. An old mattress with rugs and a pillow, and even better, a ledge on which were stacked tins of meat and fruit. The men evidently had meals down there sometimes in the middle of a big job, and maybe even slept here on occasion. Well, Barney would sleep here too, if he had to, and would have a meal as well. If he couldn't find a way of escape at once, he could make himself comfortable till he did find one. In the meantime, he would find out all he could. He looked at the winches. They were powerful ones. They needed to be to drag those crates against the fast flowing water. And how far did they have to be dragged? Barney began to wonder about that too. He decided not to explore any more for the present. He was tired and cold and he'd had enough adventure for the time being. He would lie down on the mattress and sleep. Miranda would wake him if she heard anyone coming. He lay down and was soon asleep. Miranda cuddled up to him once more. He did not know how long he'd slept for, for he had no watch, and it was always dark in the underground cavern. He could not tell on waking if it was daytime or not but he felt as if it must be when he awoke. He was hungry, so he went to the collection of tins. Ah, tins of ham. He would open one of those if there was an opener. He saw a pile of tin plates and dishes nearby with a little heap of cheap knives, forks, and spoons. With them were two tin openers. Barney was soon enjoying a meal of tinned ham and peaches from another tin. He hid the empty tins behind a rock so that if the men came back, they wouldn't suspect anything. He felt a good deal better after that. In fact, he felt fit for anything. Miranda, who had gobbled up four half peaches in delight, was also ready for anything. She bounded round the cave, examining this and that, and then, quite suddenly, The place was flooded with a dazzling light. Barney leapt to his feet, blinking, expecting to see the men returning. But nobody appeared. Then how did the light come so suddenly? He laughed, of course. It was that monkey, Miranda. She'd come across the light switch and turned it on, flooding the cave with light. She loved meddling about with with any switches she found and had often got herself into trouble over this. He called to her. Naughty, Miranda, don't meddle. Turn it off again. Miranda made a chattering noise, full of glee. She switched the light on and off several times. Finally, she switched it off and left the place in darkness again, except for Barney's torch. Come here, Miranda, called Barney. It's time we got out of here. We're going down the river. If the men have a way of escape there, so have we." Miranda leapt to his shoulder and held on to his right ear. Barney went to where the stream disappeared into the far tunnel and flashed his torch down it. Beside the water ran a very narrow ledge of rock, much narrower than the ledge he'd scrambled down before. Also at times it was not above the level of the stream, but below which meant wading through the cold water for some way. The tunnel did not run straight, but curved about, and the stream curved with it. It was a weird journey, walking beside the black water, on a terribly narrow ledge of rock. At one place, the tunnel roof was so low that Barney was forced to go on his hands and knees, and Miranda screamed in terror. She didn't like water. After about 10 minutes of this, Barney was quite fed up, but he had to go on or go back, so he chose to go on. On he went for another 15 minutes, and then saw a dim light in front of him. What was it? He hurried along as fast as he could, hoping it was daylight. He came to a great iron gate. Beyond the gate was daylight obscured by enormous strands of greenery that hung down over the bars this was where the stream flowed out from underground into the open barney stopped and stared at the iron gate it was very old very stout and very overgrown it could never have been meant to open it had been built from the low roof of the tunnel right down to the bed of the stream, allowing the water to flow out between the bars. Barney did not even try to shake the gate or move it in any way. It was quite plain that nobody had gotten out this way. Nobody could. It must have been built years and years ago to stop people exploring up the underground stream, so curiously flowing out of the hill on which the old house stood. The boy stood looking through the thick curtain of greenery that dimmed the daylight. Brambles, ferns, and creeping plants climbed across the iron gate. It was impossible to get out of this strange prison behind the bars. The men can't have escaped through this, thought Barney. Well, where did they go, then? I must have missed their way of exit. I'll go back. So back he went stumbling along the rocky ledge again looking carefully everywhere to see if he'd missed the men's way of departure from the tunnel and then Miranda suddenly gave one of her little excited chatterings she had seen something it was about halfway up the tunnel Barney flashed his torch all around but at first could see nothing but the rocky sides of the river tunnel and the ledge he was standing on then Miranda suddenly left his shoulder and swung herself over the water. She grasped something in midair and rocked to and fro. Barney flashed his torch on her. She was swinging on a rope. Gosh, a rope. Where does it come from? Said Barney in astonishment. His torch picked out the thing, the thick, sturdy rope. It ran up to the roof of the tunnel and there in the roof was what looked like flat pieces of board. Barney stared, puzzled, a rope hanging down from boarding in the roof of a tunnel. He puzzled it out. There must be a hole in the roof of the tunnel there, either a natural one or man-made. It was possible that there was a dip in the ground above and that the surface was quite near the tunnel roof. A hole had been found or made the river below discovered and explored, and the cavern found. The men must have used this as their way of escape, thought Barney. Once the boards are taken up and they climb through the hole, they are above ground. I wonder if this is the place where the crates are brought and lowered down to the water. It must be. He swarmed up the rope, hanging above the water, but he could not move the boards lying in place across the hole in the roof. Something heavy must be put on top of them to hide them. He dropped down, disappointed. He worked out what the men did. They bring the crates and boxes here at night. They remove the boards that hide the hole in the tunnel roof. They drop the goods down into the water and fasten them to a wire rope that runs up the stream to those winches. That, then... It's just a question of dragging them up the water, guiding them as they go. What a very ingenious idea. Nobody in the world would guess such a hiding place. But working out the ingenious idea didn't help Barney escape. There he was, prisoner underground with no way out at all. But that's the end of that chapter. And the story doesn't end here. So, I'll start chapter 23 next time. Good night. Sleep tight.